Welcome to the Mother Days Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Wright Olson. And I'm Teresa Palmer. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have roped in my friend to be Hello. on the podcast. <laughs> we have Claire Holt today. Roped in. I've been waiting for you to ask me, secretly <laughs> hoping that one day you guys will ask me to do this. So I'm thrilled. I manifested it. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You manifested it. Oh, you speak our language, girl. Yeah, cool. It just just popped right down. The universe just like plopped it right in our laps. And we were like, Claire, we have to ask Claire. You know, it's so funny. When when Teresa originally asked me, I had just found out I was pregnant with my third. And I was like, I hope she's really busy and forgets. So that oh when she God. comes back around, I can be pregnant and talk about it and not have to hide it. So this is perfect. Oh, oh yes. See, it did work out the yep. most perfect way. Well, oh my perfect. goodness. I'm going to do a little intro on Claire. Um, for most of you guys, I'm sure that you know that Claire was in uh, the Vampire Diaries and the originals and Pretty Little Liars. Um, I recently <laughs> Just the biggest teen shows in <laughs> the world in the wor- just all in all the land i mean pretty yeah. much everything that the legacy something i'm like pretty much everything that uh has that's teen involved if some you like have teenage supernatural show is happening yeah. i'm like banging down the door trying to get a job that's my niche girl she's casting spells she's biting people yeah. i mean this yeah. is- yes being bitten you would kill it at conventions i mean you could literally oh just live off conventions for the rest of See, (laughs) Teresa's planning out your uh, 401k right now. I don't want to block my spot here, but I do do a fair few of them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, hello. I would be just 
like roping it in. Like, Woo, oh my yeah. God. We need to organize a Claire Holt vampire diary convention right now. You're going to get about three people. <laughs> oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also say that you are a mama of two yes. with a third on the way. Yes. And um, I just discovered that Claire's second baby, so her baby girl, was born um, just a couple of days before winter. So oh. September 12th, 2020. Yeah. Uh-huh. And winter was September 15th, 2020, which is so oh crazy. I feel like so connected to you because we went through so much that year. It was intense. <laughs> Did you have a home birth with her or was it a hospital birth? No. I had. I ended up having a hospital birth mm. with my um, Dr. Goldberg, oh. who I love so much. Rest I know. I know, I know. Mm, Love him so, so much. Did you have a home birth or did you have no, a hospital birth? No, I had a hospital birth and it was long and arduous and oh my God. there were all kinds of issues because they were just understaffed because of COVID and I, yeah, oh it was gosh, it was a long, man. it was longer than my first. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And do you think that has something to do with the fact that like you're going into an environment that feels really different because sure. you're in the middle of the pandemic? Yes. I feel like my cervix would just close over and be like, nope, I'm done. It was very, you know, it's interesting because my first son, I had a shoulder dystocia with him. So they told me with my daughter that I needed to be induced at 39 weeks. And I was like, okay, well, I'll trust my doctors. You, I need to be induced. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that any part of me was really ready with my son. I kind of started going into labor and then I went in and, you know, they helped me along, but like the process had started with my daughter. It it wasn't there at all. I I didn't have a membrane sweep or any of that. And so I think that contributed, but also they were understaffed. Everyone was kind of stressed. I had the mask on the whole time. I couldn't have like friends and family around like the first time. Mm. I had the most beautiful experience first time with everyone coming in and helping. And this time it was, you know, thank God I could have my husband there because I know people didn't, but it was very like tense, I felt. Um, And so it just was long and a lot harder and yeah it, w- it was not anywhere near as easy or beautiful as my first I think wow wow and with, with your first did you have your first in a hospital or I did at home I did but I had a really beautiful experience I um I had a doula and all my family was there and all my husband's mm. family and they came in and out and I could walk around and walk the halls and I just felt um it, it was so different. It was just such a like light energy. And of yeah. course, like, you know, we were in a pandemic. I understand why it had to be yes. the way it was. Uh, but I think obviously that contributed to it being longer. Yeah. I, it's so funny when we walk around seeing like little kids who are like two and a half years old. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, wow, what was that birth experience like <laughs> yep. for those people? <laughs> you know, like what a wild time. And you know what I always worry about? Wow. Well, do I worry about it? But I do in some ways is <laughs> the women who became mothers during that time for, for the, the first, first time, time mm-hmm. who didn't have community around them, yeah. who were yeah. just isolated. Yeah. That is mortifying to me because uh, I lent on my community so much when I had Bodhi and mm-hmm. you're a part of that community, Claire. And it was so nice to have friends around and just like to be able to go to mummy and me classes. And I just feel like so many people didn't get to have that first experience. Yeah. With motherhood during that time, they, they had a different experience and it was their story and that's fine. But, yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh. I know. I'm also thankful I had another child because, you know, Elle wasn't isolated. She she had a sibling. Yeah. She she could interact and play and 
And yeah. so I, th- I think about the kids who didn't have siblings and they were like just at home and didn't get that social yeah. interaction. They didn't get to see people's faces in school and just, you know, I think it, it was really tough. So I'm definitely grateful for like small parts of it. I'm grateful for the fact that like we lived in a bubble and I didn't have to worry about having a million visitors right after she was born. Cause I did that when my son mm. was born and I was an absolute mess. Like you know, within Ugh. an hour or two of coming home from the hospital, I had people in the front door coming over and wanting to hug the yes. baby and, and so much stimulus. And it really didn't work for me. Um, so it was yeah, nice yeah. the second time to just sort of ease into it all. But, you know, it it, it was tough as well. You know, what was so great um, after I had my first baby, my midwife, without me even knowing this, put a note on my door and it said, um, thank you so much for coming over to visit. Please only stay for 15 minutes. And when you come, oh. make sure mom has had a snack, do the laundry, fold something and then help pick up the house. Like something like that is what it <laughs> That's said. Amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that I had no idea. Yeah. And every time somebody would come over, they'd be like folding clothes and like bringing me food. And I had no clue. And I was just like, gosh, everyone's That's so, so nice. helpful. <laughs> and then finally my That's husband was amazing. like, oh yeah, the midwife put a note on the door. And I was like, oh, I remember the note. I remember it. So I was like, awesome. what a great idea. That is a great yeah. idea. For me, it was the time limit. Like I had some people come over and they would stay for like three hours. I was so tired and I felt like I had to entertain them. And it's like a beautiful thing to have people come and visit you and, and, you know, show love to you and the baby, but you've got to keep it short in and out. for sure. A hundred percent. You posted such an amazing photo. In fact, you've posted two amazing things like around birth and pregnancy um, and postpartum that, have just gone viral. And I've seen this photo that you posted over and over and over again. It always pops up in like my feed, like for you, um, because obviously I'm always Googling <laughs> baby things. Pregnancy, <laughs> babies. <laughs> but it was this really candid, vulnerable moment of you crying, holding your newborn oh, son. Yes, I saw this too. I yes, that. I think Very every well. person saw it. And I remember like hearing it about it on the news as well. Oh like I, God, I think yeah. like Mama Mia did an article, like a bunch of people did an article about it. And I was like, how amazing to just crack open and show your vulnerability and show the hardship to say postpartum isn't easy. This transition into motherhood isn't easy. Mm -hmm. Could you talk about your decision to put that out there and what you went through in those early days? For sure. So I shared once before something really vulnerable about miscarriage. I know we've spoken a lot about it, um, Teresa, because we did the documentary together with Tahina. Yeah. Um, But after I had my miscarriage, uh, which was my first pregnancy, it was kind of earth shattering for me. And I didn't know how I was going to get through it. I thought it was all my fault. I thought that, you know, I was never going to have a family. It was really difficult. And the way that I did get through and did find healing was, you know, Googling and going on the internet and finding blog posts and articles that other women had written about it. And I felt so much less alone. So in that moment, I decided, okay, I'm going to share my experience because maybe someone else will feel less alone if I do. Mm. And I had this really beautiful response from people. And there were, I think there was something like 40,000 comments on this um, picture from people sharing their stories about, you know, men, women, everyone, my brother, my sister, my, anyone, obviously the brother didn't have miscarriage, but you know, my sister had one and or my wife had one or like I did or mm-hmm. just 
so many um, vulnerable people being open and it was like this incredibly cathartic healing moment for me. And so I made a commitment then that I was going to always be as open and honest as I could about the journey that I was having. And I'd had Mm. so much anxiety throughout that pregnancy because of the loss. And I thought, Mm. okay, I just need him to get here. Like, and when he's here, everything's going to be okay. And he'll Mm -hmm. be in my arms and he'll be safe. And little did I know, like it was the opposite. And when he arrived, I felt like thousand times more pressure because it was the most precious thing in the world to me. Right. And I didn't know how to take care of him. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt like I was failing at every moment. And all I wanted Mm. to do was to keep him safe. And so Mm. when I started to struggle with breastfeeding, I I was like, I can't be the only one. I can't be the only one feeling this way after having a baby. And, and my mother was living with me at the time. And I remember saying to her, like, I don't understand why this is so hard. And she was like, love, it wasn't like that for me. And so I don't know how to help. Mm. And she was Mm. of course like loving and supportive, but she, she was like, I breastfed you all for 13 months. I'm one of four. And she's like, and it just worked. And I think for some people it doesn't, and for some it does. And you just, if you want to share, you should talk about being one of the people that is struggling with it. And so I remember posting a picture after like a really tough feed where I was just in so much Mm. pain and, and I, I was so nervous that he wasn't getting enough food. I, later found out that he had like a pretty severe um, allergy. And so he was in pain and he was struggling and I didn't know, Ugh. and he didn't know, you know, none of us knew, but it, wow. I, the whole time I was like, why is this so hard? Why am I mm. feeling like this is me? And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again because the last time I was having such a hard time and I was struggling so much, I shared and it was amazing. And so I did the same thing and I just, snapped a random photograph of me crying with my, you know, he was, he actually looked so peaceful, which was like a really Mm. beautiful juxtaposition of the pain that I was in and and the peace he was feeling. (laughs) Um, But, but it was like another moment where so many women stepped up for me and Mm. they like shared their story and told me that, Uh. yeah, it really sucks in the beginning sometimes. And just, you know, you can keep going if you want, but you also don't have to keep going if it's too hard and That's you have right. options and we're here for you. And just, it, I still get goosebumps thinking about it because I really don't think that I would have ended up in the same place I am today without that community and love and support from people. So I still, you know, I still to this day try my best um, to share what I can and to be open and honest mm-hmm. because I think, you know, it's lacking in social media. And I think that you two do a beautiful job of sharing the realities of motherhood, but you know, some people make it look easy and it's just not. We always say it's the highlight reel. If you're sitting in a place of comparison (laughs) with someone else's highlight reel, or like they've quickly curated a photo, like, wait, come over here, kids get dressed in this. I was looking at a post, um, uh, someone I follow the other day and I was like, wow, are their kids, like, are they always dressed like that? Like, is it always beiges and linens and chunky knits and, like, little ch- – and I was like – That's I, my dream, by the way. My kids are never, they're never dressed like that. I thought it was going to be that way, and I'm like, oh, my God, mine's always, like, stained and hand-me-downs. Same, and like, same. Not same. Yeah. Well, they want to it's dress themselves, so don't they? They're never yes. picking a chunky knit. Esme only wants to wear her Super Soccer Star T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, <laughs> and, and by the way, it's a hand-me-down from a friend's kid. She didn't even do Super Soccer Stars. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. That's she amazing. loves it. And I'm like, that's the one, huh? You gotta do it. All these <laughs> yes, Bodhi's like bright blue Minecraft t-shirt that's like so crazy. And I remember like trying to take a photo. I was doing a photo for Lovewell, like uh-huh. my company. Oh my and I was gosh, like, yes. I wonder if we should go more neutral. And I was just like, oh, who cares? Like who honestly cares? No. Oh, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much for creating a platform that you're willing to share and willing to yeah. be so honest and open because you. you have got a gazillion, literally gazillions of followers on That's Instagram. Right. And all those people are looking up to you being like, how does she do things? That's right. And you would have created a safe space for all those people mm-hmm. to see you and say, oh, if someone like Claire, our idol is going through this, then that actually makes me feel less alone. That's and right. then also just having or the, the comment section where people can be supporting each other. And I'm sure you found like other people would reply to other comments and offer support. Yeah. And that's the most beautiful thing. Like anyone who shared a particularly tragic story or like that they were really going through it, they would receive hundreds of other comments from other people that, Aww. you know, that they would never have interacted with before, probably just like telling them that they're not alone. And, and I think that's one of the, it's what I remind myself every time I'm like, Instagram's the devil. I, it's, <laughs> you know, there are so many parts of it that are beautiful and I just have to like yes, focus yes. on that and not the stuff that like gives me the ick. I know oh. it's true. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. It's hard. Cause you're, you know, it's great. What you've done though, is that you have your blog, the corner, yes. because then people can like click in on something and go, okay, I'm going to go see, like, I found out the, you know, what your baby, what kind of, what, what baby you're having. <laughs> when I was, like, I, looking, I was like, Oh, you're <laughs> I was like, I oh, I'm going to watch this cute video. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I try and go more in depth there because I think, you know, yeah. obviously like there's a, there's a place for, for lighthearted stuff on Instagram or That's TikTok right. or whatever it is. But, you know, I really do love to write. And so I actually wrote something today about um, that I'm going to post tomorrow about how I find pregnancy to be really destabilizing and I mm. struggle a lot with it and with the lack of control and with mm. you know the anxiety and and I go in depth about it and I talk about the good the bad Ugh. and the ugly and and everything and honestly you guys also inspire me like yours and mama is a beautiful community where I was just saying earlier Teresa I I would go back every time I'm pregnant I go back <laughs> and I read your like week by week breakdown I'm like oh she was feeling like that at week 18 so that's so normal I'm doing fine (laughs) you're like my barometer (laughs) I used I used to do it with another woman who was doing pregnancy vlogs before me I was like oh my god what week is she up to like what's she going through because it's it's awesome it's such a fun part of the journey is to Mm -hmm. like hear other people's stories yep and you get to sort of like you just feel like you've got a friend going through it right there with you even if you don't know the person and so so that kind of inspired me today and um Mine was a little more intense than I wanted to do. I guess it was the hormones swinging low this morning when I was writing. Uh, (laughs) Probably should have saved it for a different day. But then again, I was like, no, this is actually what I'm feeling. Like I'm struggling my body. I'm feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling, you know, all of the, I'm feeling like I can't keep up. I'm used to like having energy and being active and I want to sleep all day. And I don't like that. I don't like feeling that way. And so 
I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to share it. I'm going to put it out there. I'm sure there are going to be people who judge. There always are. But like maybe someone will find comfort in it. Absolutely. All right. As you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mummers and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. some of the anxieties that come up for you during pregnancy so always in the first trimester I have this 
crazy anxiety around loss. So I mm. take a million pregnancy tests and yes, every day too, I make sure <laughs> I make sure the line is getting darker. I line them up and compare them and I'm like, well, this I'm one. I'm a pee on the stick addict. I can't yeah. stop doing it. And then, you know, (laughs) leading up to the first ultrasound and like going to the ultrasound, I panic if the baby's not like days ahead, you know, if it's like two or three days behind where I think it should be that I'm like, oh, that's terrible sign. And then, you know, if I feel really sick one day and not quite so sick the next, I'm like, that's a bad sign again. You know, I just have everything is, is me kind of preparing myself for loss and I feel so sad that that's how I am because I've never had, that was my first pregnancy that I lost. So I didn't have Mm -hmm. the experience of ever having like a, it's going to be okay pregnancy or it all, it works out and everything's great. Yes. But it also like helps me to relate to other people. So that's another special part of it. But then, you know, when I get, get into this sort of like genetic testing around 10, 11 weeks, if that's in the, that for me, I start to like relax a little bit and then the anatomy scan, but my this pregnancy in particular, I I've actually had to take like a lot of medication. Firstly, I have really terrible seasonal allergies, and so I I like literally can't breathe and my eyes swell up. So I had to take tons of like Benadryl and antihistamine, and then I got pneumonia when I was eleven weeks pregnant. Oh, so oh I my god! To take like hardcore antibiotics, and oh. that this whole time the anxiety for me has been: Have I taken something to make myself better that's done something to my son? And that's like a crazy part of the motherhood journey, which is like, we always put our children before ourselves, right? Like, I just think that's just the nature of being a mother. And this time around, I'm like, okay, I have to take something that's like, I could end up in hospital if I don't take these antibiotics or I could be in a really bad place for both me and the baby. But like, this is crazy strong antibiotic medication in the first trimester. So that this has been kind of my journey this time, which is like, I think it's a theme for my whole life, which is like, I feel guilt a lot. And so the guilt I've felt of like having to do things for myself that I know are necessary, but I don't know the outcome. Yeah. I don't think we ever know the outcome, right? In any pregnancy, you don't know anything before any, before the baby comes, you never know, but I just, you try and mitigate risk, right? You do everything you can to make sure that, the pregnancy is going to continue in a healthy way. And the more risk you take, the more the like anxiety compounds, I think. Totally. And I would say that for me, nighttime is so hard. Yeah. Like nighttime is when my brain starts to go. Same. And so then as soon as you get closer and closer towards the like, you know, the last like month or two or whatever, oh, it's like harder to sleep. So you then can't. it's like, you, re- you wake up the next morning and I was like, did I seriously like go in a tailspin last night about somebody breaking into my house and like <laughs> doing all like, oh the, there's just like so Disaster many weird scenarios. Totally. Yes. Your, like head goes to so many crazy. I remember thinking like, you know, same thing. Like I had to take antibiotics for something um, when I was pregnant with my second baby. And I remembered like, being like, oh my gosh, is it okay for me to do that? I remember tail spinning. And then mm-hmm. my doctor was like, can you chill? Like, you're good. It is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. And I was it's like, very nice to have a doctor like that. I remember having like being so 
crazily violently ill with poet I was about like maybe 18 weeks and it was literally like the kind of food poisoning that's coming out both ends at the same time it's like from the front from the back and you don't know like which area oh no this is this is that story I told you about Zoe Saldana how I saw her at the airport and she dropped me home but the whole time she didn't know that I was right. having severe food poisoning, oh, but I was God. trying to just like keep it cool and casual in the car with her. <laughs> but her driver was he like was dropping me to a hotel, oh. fully sweating, try, like trying yeah. not to oh, fart, no. like the whole thing. Had to like run up to the like the clerk at the hotel and be like, please just let me in. I'll like put my credit card. Like I really need to go to the toilet and I'm pregnant. <laughs> just let me in. So and, and then I literally like blew up the bathroom my and I didn't there. know which, like whether oh. to put my bum on the toilet or put my head oh, in the toilet. I was no. like, which one? I think I prefer to like clean up vomit but I remember at the time being like oh no how is my baby doing with this and my doctor was like um that little baby your body will do everything in its power to make sure that baby is okay that that the little baby is the priority so mum can get so crazy ill and the baby is generally pretty (laughs) protected and my doctor kept saying that to me because like it happened a few times and he was like just chill. It's so it's so hard. We all do it, Claire. That's what we I all that's do what it. I was yes, getting at. It's is true. We all do it. Like it's just like crazy how we tailspin about these things, but it's very very normal. So I like know. talking about it helps us so much to release it. Yes. Gosh, there's something to be said about being a chill mom, isn't there? Because yes, <laughs> totally. We always say that if you're chill, the baby's chill, and I was not chill. But like you know, not. The, for me, it's so funny hearing like the baby sleeping through at nine weeks. I'm like, that actually just never was the case for me. Like, yeah, like me even either. like prairies, prairies up, uh, like last night she was up like three times in the middle of the night. And even poet wakes up like once a night. Yeah. But um, I'm chill. I am chill. You are yeah. a chill. So even though I'm not probably sleeping the way like a lot of other people are sleeping, um, I I am not just like it is what it is and this isn't yeah. forever yes and I've actually my body really just acclimatized to the fact that like I get up <laughs> a few times well I feel like for me it's gonna be forever because I'm not gonna stop having babies I mean you're a superhero Tess so we, we can't oh my you God, are no. unnaturally capable Sarah and I were just talking about this before you so came on like I, I've never met a person on planet earth who is able to achieve as much as you are and still remain oh like God, sane so now I, think, I don't know if I, I'm sane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty wacky. <laughs> I wonder if you've ever had the experience. Like I was just talking to a friend of mine whose kids were going through adenovirus, which is what we Ooh, went through yeah. like earlier this year. And I was wondering, like, has Teresa ever had a moment like this? But Eric came into the kitchen one day when we were like 17 days in on this virus. And I was sitting there rocking winter, looking out the window with tears just pouring. Oh down my face oh. and he was like okay <laughs> should we or should you wanna and I was just like I was like crying silently oh holding gosh. baby I was like I don't know if she's okay I know I'm not okay I haven't slept oh. in 17 days like but like those moments where you just break you yeah. know like uh, that was me yesterday I had that day okay. yesterday okay my, my husband had to like because I'm not the one in our family that generally does this it's always like me being like 
babe, you got this, da da to Mark. Right, yesterday right. he was like, oh my God, we were on the way to F45. I just been, I woke up and I was told that I had an audition, a chemistry read at 10.30 p.m. Oh, yeah. that night and they gave me a new scene, no. which I hadn't learned. So much. Um, I'd never seen it before and there was so much dialogue. It's no. like huge, big paragraphs. And I was like, wait, like I had plans today. I had other things I had to do today. And all of a sudden everything has to get put to the side. I have oh. to find a studio to shoot this thing in at 10.30 p.m. tonight. That's and very I just mean was of like, them to give you a new scene. I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm done. Shorter notice. Oh, my God. And I like, so I, much. I, we were on the way to F45 and I was just like, I, I don't. And he was like, okay, you're not doing F45. What <laughs> is going on? Like just to, he and I started like panicking about so many other yeah. things and he had to talk me off the ledge. He was it's like, just relax. Like, it's yeah. cool. And I'm like, this is the roles are reversed. You're enjoying this. Um, <laughs> I know. You've got to give him a moment every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, Claire, I remember talking to you uh, probably maybe a year ago and you're like, am I going to have a third? Am I, I not? Am I done? Ah. Um, okay, so having another baby yes i mean first of all being pregnant when you have little toddlers because oh your gosh, kids are yes. still really young they're little that's tiring in and of itself yes how talk us through like the decision to have a third baby how you're feeling about it finding out you're having a little boy and um and the kids and their excitement i want to just hear the whole thing i mean so i was pretty sure that i was a no towards the end of last year <laughs> I was like I don't think I'm gonna be able to survive this you know because they were still at the age where like one was running into traffic and another was trying to stick a fork in a socket and like yeah you know I was like how how on earth do people do this and then at the beginning of the year this year I had this moment where I was like oh they're, they're a little easier I think like if I tell them something they listen and and we can go to dinner. And I'm having this moment at dinner where I'm like, wow, I used to look at families with other kids at dinner and wonder how they did it and how their child sat there through a meal without like throwing spaghetti on the walls and stuff. And <laughs> so I got to that point and then I'm telling you, like this sounds very woo-woo and wacky, but a baby came to me. And wow. it, I thought it was a boy right away. And I had this oh. feeling that I had this like little boy around me who really just wanted <gasps> to come. And, oh my gosh. and I started feeling, I remember talking to my therapist about it. And I was like, I know this sounds crazy. I know like it's, it's not normal to say this, but like, I really think that there is a little boy and she was like, oh. okay, so trust it. And I was like, but, but this and that, and what if, and the timing, and you know, I wanted to do this with work and I wanted to do this and it wouldn't work. She's like, listen, if you're feeling that way and it's that strong and you know, you I love being a mom. I know I can give a loving home to to children. I know my husband loves being a dad. So like, I'm not, I'm not worried about the environment that I can raise a child in. So, I, so she said to me, you know, you have an environment and the capability to do it. Trust that. And so I was like, okay, we're on. <laughs> and I told my husband, <laughs> he was so happy because he'd wanted a third, but yeah, no, no. He's oh. like, he is obsessed with being a dad. And so he'd oh. wanted a third, but of course, like left it up to me. And cute. so, um, I told him and he was like, great. And then I, you know, I took it as part of a sign. Cause that month we tried, I got pregnant right away. And oh what? my gosh. Yeah, that baby insane. was really around that, you. Yeah, he baby was, was like, like come on, mom. I'm uh -huh. coming straight in. Wow. We love Woo Woo. 
Yeah, okay, great. We're, we're all, you know we're all about the woo-woo. Yeah, I know you love the woo-woo. Yeah, so, so this, and then like when I got pregnant, I was like, he's, it's a boy. I can't know for sure it's a boy. Oh. Um, however, like in the past with my son, I thought that he was a girl. So I was like, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. This time, like, I feel really sure. And so oh my God. I was so excited when I found out I was a little bit in shock because I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. And, you know, I'd be taking all these antihistamines because I had such crazy allergies and I was like, maybe that's, maybe it won't stick. Maybe something will happen. And so I had all of that, um, anxiety and I was really ill this time. Like as I wow. think the most sick I've been in any of my pregnancies, um, just so unbearably nauseous. And so that kind of I mean, that was tough for me because I felt like I was failing as a mum and a wife. I felt like I couldn't play with my kids the way that I normally did. I felt, you know, they mm. kept my, my baby, my sweet JJ. He's so sensitive and he's so in tune and he just knew that something was off with me and he kept asking me. <gasps> and I will say, here's another weary thing. A week before I found out I was pregnant, he put his head on my tummy and he said, mum, there's a baby in there. Oh, I my told my husband, what? he will back me up. It was so, I was like, did you just hear what he said? <gasps> And my husband was like, oh, okay. And like, obviously I hadn't shared with him that we were trying or whatever. Oh, anyway, I love oh, this. It was really so beautiful. And so he, <laughs> oh he kept gosh, asking me, me, are you having a baby? Is there a baby? And I wasn't ready to like tell him because I don't know why. I just, I, I felt at first I was like, well, I'll tell him after the first ultrasound. And then I was like, oh no, I'm not ready yet. I'm not going to tell him yet. Mm. So he knew I was so sick and he kept saying, why is your, t- is there a baby in your tummy? And then finally, I had a nine-week ultrasound and my husband and I decided that we would tell the kids, if that was all good and that looked good, we would tell the kids then. And so he had been, he asked me that morning, why are you going to the doctor today? I said, oh, I'm going to the doctor for my tummy. And, you know, he goes, is there a baby? And I said, oh, I don't know. We have to check. We have to take a picture and see. And if we take the picture and we see that there's one there, then there is. So he'd been all day, he'd been waiting and he ran home from school. My husband picked him up. He ran in the front door and he said, mom, mom, is there a baby? And I was like, yeah, baby, there's a baby. It was the most beautiful moment of my life without like a doubt. He was so beside himself and he kept kissing my tummy and he kept saying to me, he kept saying, I'm going to take such good care of you when you're done in there. Oh, and like, he's, darn. it was so, so, so special. And so that kind of like moment just took all of the tough stuff, the sickness and everything away. And he's continued to be that oh. way throughout. And even my daughter, she oh. took a like second to come around. She's more of a hard nut to crack <laughs> that one. <laughs> she's, like, yeah. she's very funny. She's, I mean, she's just such a character and she's amazing. She's a middle child. But she was nonchalant, you know, she's like, mm, yeah, I'll see what like, he's cool. like when he comes out and then I'll decide if I like him. Um, but wow. she's actually really like both of them now, every night they want to kiss my belly before they go to oh sleep. And they, like, it's just so beautiful. So I'm and really actually so excited brothers. to be. Yeah. To it's so emotional. It. That story is so emotional. I like it's, got tears in my eyes because it's that yeah. is, it's so beautiful. I mean, he felt that so deep. It was really, it made me feel it was meant to be, you know, like all totally. of this yes. was meant to be just because James had said that and I had felt this baby and, you know, despite like the cr- crazy difficult first trimester I had, you know, touch wood, everything seems okay so far. And, and it just, wow. it really feels like with this guy is like meant to come to our family. Mm. Oh, oh my gosh. Beautiful. Yeah. And you mentioned something before that 
like resonates with me because, you know, I think the heart wants what the heart wants, right? Mm -hmm. And I just recently like turned a corner, I would say a month ago where I was like, oh my God, I am ready. I am ready for another one. Like it's like my kids hit 20 months and And I'm like, like I'm I'm on, it's on, you know, but, um, I also, then like the rational part of me is like, well, you know, financially and then also like career-wise, like should I not write the momentum of the work I've been doing and Mm -hmm. it doesn't really make sense. Like how did you reconcile? I mean, you're still acting. You've got these other side things that you're also doing. Did you have to move past an inner voice being like, oh, yeah, this isn't a good idea. I still haven't really moved past it. It's been the case for me since my first pregnancy. Um, I've had this this little dark voice being like, it's your career's over. You can kiss Mm. it goodbye now. Like everything you worked hard for, it's gone. And I definitely felt like after I had my son, it was difficult, you know, and I think more because I wasn't ready. You know, I tried to rush back into stuff and I, I wasn't there um, mentally or physically. And I'm also, you know, you do such an amazing job, Tez, of like bringing everyone with you. And I think that that's so awesome that you can do that. And for me, I, I just haven't found the like ability to be able to do that yet and bring everyone with me when I travel. And, you know, my husband has a job that kind of keeps him in Miami for most of the year. And then, and um, it's hard for him to, to sort of pack up and go wherever. Yeah. And so I, I've, I've had moments where I'm like, oh, do I just give up? Like, do I just stop altogether mm-hmm. and, and yeah. find something else? Because I'm also not willing to be away from my kids for months on end. I just like, yeah. it's just not something right. that I have in me. And, and then I'm just like, okay, relax. Like, I don't know what, tomorrow looks like I don't I definitely don't know what three years time looks like so I just have to like try and be in the moment now and find Mm. little projects that I can do to satisfy the creative side of myself and satisfy that part of myself that loves to act or you know write or whatever it is I I continue to keep myself busy with something but I also feel like I'm making the right decision for my family right now which is like Okay, I'm going to kind of try and stay put with them so that I don't have to be away from yeah. them. And then maybe one yeah. day if if the opportunity comes up and and I can travel and they can come with me or they're, you know, off living their lives and they don't need me anymore and, you know, that happens, that would be amazing. But I just try not to think too far into the future in the sense that, like, it's done, you know, because that yeah. would be really sad for me. I don't know that I'm ready to say that it's done. I don't know that I'm ready to say that I want this huge career either. Like I really don't know what mm. I want. So I'm just doing my best to stay present and like think about how lucky I am that I get to just be with my kids all the time. And they're like my great, my pride and joy. I can't, I, sometimes I just Ugh. think I'm going to explode. Like I look at them, I know. even the cute aggression, like I just, oh, the cute I aggression. every Squeeze. single part of your body. That's how I feel. <laughs> yes. I know. Oh, well, thanks for tapping into that because like Sarah and I do talk about it. I don't know if we've talked about it like 
at length on the podcast. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's something like I think so many women uh, and families who are discussing like having children, they have to talk about, all right, what is the workflow going to look like yes. when we introduce kids into this dynamic? And yes. does one person pause? Does one person continue? Do we pivot? Do we start our own business? So mm-hmm. we're working from home more. And I feel like I've tried to like do a bunch of different things. Um, and sometimes it really works and other times it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> yeah. also have the feeling that you have my career's over, like the negative self-talk. Oh. My career's over, my career's over. Like I've had that same little noisy part of my mm-hmm. brain in the last like 10 years. I think it pops up for everyone. So thank you for talking about that because it's um it's interesting. I had a moment right after I had James where I was I I I came home from Whole Foods and it must have been actually five or six months old. And my mum was there again at the time. And I remember dropping the grocery bags and just going, I'm a loser. Like I <laughs> have, I, everything's gone. Everything that I worked for, for mm. since I was 16 years old is gone for me. Like I'm never working again. No one's ever hiring me. And what the hell am I going to do? I'm not qualified to do anything. I don't even know how to be a mom. Like I'm doing my best, mm. but like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she, this was a moment where she was so awesome because she was like, do you think that I didn't gro- drop grocery bags and say I'm a loser? Like, she's like, I yeah. felt exactly Aww. the same, even though I knew that my calling in life was to be a mom and, you know, I'm one of four and she's just the best mom ever. I, she was like, I, everyone feels that way at some point. Yeah. And you just have to like give yourself mm-hmm. grace and realize that, you know, it's not, this is going to pass. Each moment yeah, passes yes. and every feeling it's passes. True. The good feelings pass and the bad feelings pass and you just have to ride the freaking wave. It's so, so true. true. And it's it can feel really overwhelming when you're in that state, especially mm-hmm. when it's like you just you feel so far away from who you were yes. at that time. So you know, it's far. like, oh, I was it's so easy for me to just like jump on a plane yeah, or go it do, you know, go do a, a movie somewhere. And I was like, when I think back to um, when Eric and I were dating and like we did not spend a lot of time in the same place yeah, like he was gone so much, right? yeah he was gone in like you know Canada and then I would be shooting in LA and then I would go shoot in like Seattle and then he'd be shooting in Canada wow. and like it was just crazy and so it it is interesting when you think about it my, I had a friend recently who's an actor who was like I'm I have this big dilemma and I know that you worked in Toronto and she was like And this is what, you know, has been offered to me and I'm scared because I, you know, this, this and this. And I was like, look, the biggest thing that you can look at and say is because she has kids as well and Mm -hmm. they're in school and when they're rooted in school, that's that's hard. hard. And when your partner is like in one place, that's hard. And so I said, look at the job, look at your life, look at everything that you have in front of you, like are you able to not do the job? Like, do you Mm -hmm. need it financially? Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't need it financially, then what do you want for your life? Yes. For the next like year of your life, two years of your life, like picture it, like you're there, you're shooting, like think about the travel back and forth. Think about your family that's here. Think about all of those things. Like how often can they come see you? Can you bring them with you? And I was like, just think about like, what do you, what do you want your life to be? Like, do you mm-hmm. want it to, and this is a, this is something I have to talk to myself about all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eric, I'll call Teresa, I'll call Eric. I'm like, what do I, what do yeah. I want my life to look like? You know, it's did like, she uh, make a decision? Yeah. And then she did, she decided not to do it because yeah. she was like, you know, 
if I do it, she was, she was like, I'll be away for my kids in is such an important, like yeah. they're going into their like middle school years. Mm-hmm, and it's yeah. like to her, she's like, it's just such a pivotal moment for them. Yeah. And she yeah. was like, and it's okay. Like I'm okay not doing it. It was just, I think the money was good. And yeah. she was like, just trying to weigh her options, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think with any job, in life you're go okay financially do I do is this like the important choice for me mm-hmm. and also what does it look like for my life like with my family and is is this what I want and yeah. you know it's hard because else? as actors I think we was kind of conditioned from the early days to be strike whilst the iron's hot and keep That's going right. and yeah. work that gets work and and it's if true. you say no it's gone <laughs> you know and so yep. like yeah. we have that mentality of like, I can't turn something down because if I turn down a big opportunity, it's not going to come back again. And I think like one, that's not necessarily true. There's been so many people who've had like amazing careers after taking time off or not, or not working for a while. We could chat for Coolidge, Mm. absolutely killing it. Um, Uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you know, also it's, it's hard to kind of change that mindset sometimes and realize like, also, because yeah. a lot of people depend on you working when you're an actor, you know, there are agents and managers and, and people yes. who, who work if you work and who make money if you make money. So you have that kind of sense of responsibility as well. But at the end of the day, like for me personally, my responsibility now is to my family and my kids. And if I, I love acting and I love doing it and if I can make it work mm-hmm. in a way that isn't going to be a disservice to them, sure. Um, Amazing. But until... And I don't know. We'll see if that job comes up. Maybe one the day. The job's going to come up. Yeah, it's going to come up. <laughs> and Claire, how, because I know you're you're midway through your pregnancy or almost midway through. 18 weeks, yes. Yes, okay. And by the time this comes out, you'll be maybe in 20-something weeks. By the way, um, why am I so big already? I don't understand how I have an enormous girl, belly. I start showing weeks. at four weeks. <laughs> yeah, same, me too. <laughs> me too this time. <laughs> I peed on a stick and I had a pooch. We're, all, we're always like, uh, is same. it bloated? Are we bloated? And then we're like, no, no we weren't. We weren't bloated. That was that was your body part. just knows, and so yeah. your uterus is like, whoop! It just like stretches out immediately. It's enormous. I'm scared <laughs> to what I'm going to look like at 39 weeks, to be honest, because <laughs> oh if this is what I look like now. I look like I'm carrying triplets. Yeah. Oh no. my god! You look amazing. Are you oh, kidding? Please. How are you feeling about the birth? Like, how? What do you think about birth in general? Like, do you? Is it a process that you're like, oof, grip my teeth, got to get through, or you're like, you do enjoy it? I love it. I tried both times to have a, um, a birth without an epidural. The first time around, I got through like twelve hours. The second time around, I got through nineteen hours without one, and then. I had so much Pitocin and I was so tired. I think I just was like, I, I, I can't keep going. This time the Pitocin I, is terrible. Yeah. Like and in my, terms of what it does oh, to the contractions. Oh, yeah. Especially with Elle, it was like so much Pitocin. I was at the highest titration of, mm. of Pitocin <gasps> with her. And, so, and I was really trying because I wanted to have that oh, experience. Girl. And I think what I realized is, look, I'm just not going to put any conditions on this one. You know, I'm actually delivering in Miami. I delivered my first two in Los Angeles. This one will be in Miami. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the hospital's like. I don't know what the system's like. I don't even know if I'm going to get my doctor when I'm there. Um, And so I think the only goal that I have is not to be so unbelievably exhausted at the end of it that I'm really struggling going into taking care of a newborn because I have two others. Yeah. And so 
you know, if that means that it's a really quick labor and I don't need any kind of epidural or anything, awesome. If it means that I have to be induced, if it means that it's longer, a C-section, whatever it looks like, like I'm kind of at peace with it, which is a nice thing. I've yeah. also had oh, how nice. you know, my pushing stage is always quite short and, and for me, it's really beautiful. And so I've had the experience of having two beautiful vaginal deliveries and I know how much I love it. If I get that yeah. amazing. And if I don't, you know, I'll get a baby. So it's fine. <laughs> Oh, how wonderful. That's so Are you jealous? Uh, I always is, get jealous of women who get to like give birth. It's my favorite. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and you never get that first time back. Like the transition from not being a mother into being a mother uh-huh. and yeah, those like major. last weeks of pregnancy and <laughs> oh, it's all like exciting wild. and new and I know it's amazing, right? You're like, is it today? Is it tomorrow? Is it when is it? Uh, yes. yes. That is my favorite time. That that time of like the last I mean, I know it's a lot because you know, those last couple of weeks you're like so tired so and you're just like so spent. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. But I also really love it because I'm like, I've I don't think I've ever felt more present in mm-hmm. my life than the time that I'm like waiting on baby yep. and just yeah. really going internal. Like I'm going mm-hmm. in and having conversations with this human that's inside of me and like laying on my bed and like napping and daydreaming and, you know, like just reading birth stories and like going back and thinking about other, but it's just like, it's a, it's just such a cool it's so cool it's that we so get to cool. do this. It really is the most amazing thing. Like this was 10% of my decision to have another child, just that I'm getting to do childbirth again. Like I really <laughs> oh my love gosh. it. I think it's amazing. It's so much <gasps> Me fun. Too. I, I just feel so mighty and powerful. You really like, do. To, you're like, I am a, I, it's it's bizarre. I, my daughter saw me give birth to my sec, my third, and she saw it over FaceTime because, like, of course, it was 2020, right, so she right. was watching over FaceTime. And afterwards, she was like, uh, do I have to do that? Ah. And I was like, <laughs> uh, Only if you want to. Well, you, know, you have to, but you get to, you know, like, you have all the makings of being able to do it if you want to. And she was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. I'm not sure that's <laughs> I, I had a moment of that when I saw my sister birth the placenta. I was like, Ooh, oh, ooh do I? that's intense, but no. Uh, yeah, it's really like, it's so, yeah. for me, it's like such an amazing feeling. And, and the other beautiful thing, I never loved my body more than when, after I gave birth, like when it was oh. milky and floppy and I was just like so enamored with myself for growing this, mm. like my new favorite thing in the whole world. And I had, and I'd always had this really like fractured relationship with my body. Yeah. And then when I had kids, like after, I still kind of find the pregnancy part, like a little like sweaty and uncomfortable and difficult, but the aftermath, the postpartum where you're still like, you're just there to keep someone else alive. For me, I just felt really beautiful. Oh, Oh, I love that. I, I love, I love that you shared that too, because I think that there's like a lot of people feel this pressure to look a certain way or feel a certain way afterwards. And, um, 
I do remember having this moment where my postpartum doula was in the room with me and my baby was like laying on this very squishy pouch mm. where the baby used to live, like laying on top yeah. of my, you know, deflated belly and I'm like leaking milk and I just was smiling so hard and I was just like, oh my God, like this is so cool that now this baby is here. But I mean, it's, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to yeah. look a certain way because of, of course, mm-hmm. what we talked about sure. earlier, this whole Instagram highlight yep. life, but like we should also really honor and praise and mm-hmm. love and uphold that belly that kind of just flops yep. down. And the and skin, I always love the skin like after the fact, which is so crazy uh. to, <laughs> to say that you like, I would bend over. I was actually talking to our mutual friend Jess about it the other day. Cause she was like, I love this bit, like where I bend over and I've got this like little bit. Cause it reminds me of like, yes. I had a baby in there. I carried a child and it's true. I think it's like really, you know, of course you have moments yes. where you're yeah. like, Oh, I, I don't feel like myself. And I just want to like yeah. wear normal. Oh, my child's right. Hi JJ. Can you shut that baby? Hi, mom. Hold on. One second. Hold on. Yeah, no worries. I love it. Hold on. My other one's coming. Oh Hello. my God. Okay, you guys <laughs> Andy, can you grab them? Hold on. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh, they're so cute. We've gone to the dogs, guys. We've gone to the dogs. JJ, will you go oh find my daddy? God. Please. Sorry, one second. <laughs> this is the best. It's the best. Motherhood in real time. <laughs> That's right. That is so funny oh, seeing Claire sorry. in the background. I know. <laughs> With the kids it's so under good. Arm. I knew that was oh going to happen God. at some point. I knew I was talking to you. Yes. Well, I, we're wrapping up now. Okay, anyway, sorry, but, guys. Oh, anyway, yeah. How many times has that happened to you? Doing your podcast uh, almost, every single almost time. every time. <laughs> every single time. I locked my door. I have to keep muting my mic because like Paul keeps like banging on the door like, Mom, Mom. I'm like, oh, my Screaming. gosh, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. Like, please. <laughs> Thank God we're doing a podcast about this. I know. Uh, yeah, exactly. motherhood. <laughs> I was like, motherhood in real time. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, amazing. Claire, thank you, you guys, so thank much you. for coming on and doing the show. You are just such an inspiration. Oh, I love thank you. Likewise. I, I, I love everything. That, and, you know, we were just ended up talking right before all of that. We were talking about <laughs> yeah. bodies. And I just yes. so appreciate the body talk because um, it's a reframe. There's definitely a reframe that I've had to do, you know, yes. for my body. And like that moment where I'm doing yoga and I look down at the belly and the hanging down skin and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not what yeah, it is. You, you feel like. uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, you feel uncomfortable because you're like, what is all that wrinkly yep. stuff now? It's been quite a few years since my last <laughs> baby was uh, coming so out. That's yeah, there. Same. But you know, know what? The reframe is so beautiful to like, honor and love and be so grateful for the fact that we got to do this and then that's what my body is Mm. and I mean I'm healthy my babies are healthy like I know it's just great I just so appreciate you talking about that and um and all of the things you talked about yeah in general you're like such a ray of light and talking yeah. to you, I'm like, Christ. oh my God, I miss you. I want to hang out with you. Know, you live in Miami same. now. Like, I need to just I come know. to Miami. <laughs> I know. Anyway, doors open. Uh, or oh or I'll be goodness. in LA as well. I'd love to hang out. In the- love just to catch up and meet your I new know. little one. I know. I know. I'm so excited. Oh. 
Well, thank you so much, you guys. You You have been listening to The Mother Days. You can find us wherever you get to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. I'm not the best at doing this wrap-up, but there (laughs) you go. (laughs) (laughs) And if you, guys, if you love this episode, please share it. Leave us a comment, review. Uh, We love it so much. It means so much to us. We love you, Daisies. Thank you, Claire. Love you, Daisies. Bye, Claire.